to Chromatic Roses, a podcast where two Midwestern women cultivate, cultivate a community at the D&D table. I'm Soren. And I'm Katie. <laughs> uh, this week in the Rose Garden, we're doing something like, I don't know, a little fresh, a little funky, a little new, a little here and there, you know? It's new. It's new. So yeah. this uh, is untitled right now we've got a couple options we'll get to that but basically what we're gonna do today is take a character that we all know some of us may love some of us may not and that's up to you but we're gonna take a character that exists already Mm -hmm. we're gonna talk about what that character is like things we like about them why they're an interesting character and then we're gonna like alchemy transform those traits not the character those traits not the character into a D character right um this isn't so much character creation station where we're gonna like make a fully formed fully thought out character mm-hmm. um but we're gonna talk more specifically about you know if you like for instance batman batman's not the character we're using today uh what do you like about batman and maybe it's that he's uh really good with like gadgets mm-hmm, and maybe mm-hmm. we say that sounds like an artificer to me um we're not gonna make batman the artificer but we're but gonna we make might, an artificer who might be afraid of bats who's like, kind of like batman for an unreasonable or maybe a reasonable yeah reason so the two titles right now that we have like floating around um one was provided by the one, the only Michael Cornelius. Um, thanks, Mike. thanks dad. Um, Laura, that's what we're talking about. Yep. Uh, Lord dump. Lord okay. Dump. Lord dump. That's option. Number one, another option. This was TJ's creation. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, legend lore. Okay. Both are great and good, but right. there's something about those titles that feels not quite Right. right for what we want this series to feel like mm-hmm. so help <laughs> what do you guys think that we should call this series once you listen to the episode maybe you'll get a couple ideas like comment below send us some thoughts we will absolutely take a bunch of suggestions because we want to give it a cool name so the things that we've been talking about this thus far is like yes we're taking pre-existing lore but we're not just telling you what that lore is. We're then transforming it, mm-hmm. alchemy-like, into a different, new, an original character, right? So uh, we were talking before this that, like, lore dump felt a little bit too, like, here's the stuff you already know about this character. Yeah, or, like, here's the here's the skinny right. on this character. And it's like, sure, but we're going to take right. and then make. Right. Take and make. <laughs> that's not the title. That's anyway. Not the title. So that's what we're doing today. Um, and today, I'm going to tell you what it is, but then Soren's going to talk about it because Soren just knows so much more about it. <laughs> that's not entirely true, but it, I know a lot about it. But it's but you, I think, are more eloquent in being able to like describe it. Sure. Yeah. I should have brought all of my. <clears throat> I should have brought all my volumes out. Oh, sure. But it's okay. We can show those uh, some other time. We're talking today about Laura Olympus. Specifically, which, we're going to talk about someone mm, in Laura Olympus. A character from Laura Olympus. Now, mm-hmm. what is Laura Olympus, you might ask? It's a webcomic mm-hmm. um, about Greek gods mm-hmm. and goddesses. I think the tagline... I think the tagline is what it's been since Rachel Smythe released this comic. Mm-hmm. And it was... Come find out what the gods do after dark. Something like that. Sure. Um, but it's essentially retelling a bunch of different like Greek um, Greek mythology stories through a more modern lens and through a comic, like a webcomic format. Right. Um, so it is not... It is not The gods all... and goddesses have cell phones. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know it's I mean? in like... a modern setting. Right. Um, the art is stunning but i could talk about that for days so i'll try to <laughs> cut myself off there for a sec but right. um it's 
so so cool and the way rachel smythe and i'm sure the team that she works with now to because it's gotten so big Mm -hmm. um they do a really good job of like interweaving like the myths and stories and um she takes like her own plot and kind of like puts it in the midst of what already kind of exists and what we already really know about um, Greek mythology and those monsters. It's okay if you don't, but do you know when it started? Um, I think I started reading it and I literally reached for my phone and I don't have it. <laughs> I think, what is it? It's 2023. Do you want me to look on Webtoon? Is that Yeah, like- maybe check like when it released because, um, so Laura Olympus re- released, so it released and, um, Went on for, I want to say, like, 20-something chapters. Mm-hmm. And then um, the the author, main artist, re-released it. So, like, started re-releasing the story because she was, like, I didn't quite, like, tell the story the way I wanted to. So mm-hmm. she, like, so there might be two release dates. What does this, it say? It says episode one, March 3rd, 2018. Yeah, that sounds about right. And right now we're on episode... 258 mm-hmm. and that got released on december 30th okay yeah that sounds right yeah i would have started reading it around that time that would have been like after i had really first moved here and was like getting settled like i'm thinking about the things that were happening around the time mm-hmm. i think that year was the year I actually started getting into webtoons and like web comics. Um, but yeah, I've been reading it ever since. And then anyone who like fits the vibe of, of that comic, I like share it with them. I'm like, please join. And what's cool is that like, she's been able to release like these comics in physical form Mm -hmm. in like, we're on volume five. I think that's right. Yeah. I think I have three or four. Of them. I think yeah. I only have the first three volumes. Yeah. The physical and ones. And like, so that the first volume is not just like episode one, it's episodes one through yes. whatever. Yeah. Um, so, and the, yes, the artwork's great. And it's so different to experience it in a book format. But well, and I also was going to say the web comic, sometimes she has like music attached. Yeah. And to so certain you, don't, episodes. you don't have that. Yeah. Um, and I also enjoy the web comic version for the aspect of she scrolls and orients the panels in such a way that, that as you like the sc- you're scrolling through it and that in and of itself is telling a part of the story as yeah, well. Yeah, because of the way all of like the images connect. Mm-hmm. So you get like a very unique story experience. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure like I I could talk about this for but I'm sure <laughs> formatting that into a, a bound book is probably a struggle. Sure, like in yeah. a different yeah, in a I different bet. way. I bet so. Um but there's a character specifically mm. that we love. Mm-hmm. Um some might say she's kind of a main character, right? I don't know. Um she is this <laughs> color. <laughs> she's pink. <laughs> um and the character we're talking about is the goddess of spring, the bringer of death. Persephone. Um, she is so cool. Mm-hmm. And she we thought she'd be a great character to introduce this mm-hmm. kind of series that we want to work mm-hmm. on because we both we both read the webcomic. We know a good chunk about her, both in and out of the comic, and um we have lots of different outlets for enjoying Persephone. Yeah. So and I think this one we're gonna kind of talk about her in like specific the lens of lore olympus Mm -hmm. because there are some details that that webcomic gives to her that i'm sure are still kind of present within the original yeah but um, like a little bit of creative liberty but there's like a little bit of creative liberty there yeah Yeah. so um (laughs) we're gonna start by talking about what it is that we think makes persephone an interesting character um we'll take a little roll with it break and then we'll take those traits and find their like D and D counterpart. How to like um, tune it into a character that's yeah. not Persephone, right? But pull some of her traits that we really enjoy, right? Right. Mm-hmm, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> what do you like about Persephone? <laughs> um, my first note that I wrote was literal plants. Um, I also wrote nature being, so that tracks. 
<laughs> um, yeah, I am always down for, I mean, it's very like druid-esque yeah. in my mind. Yeah. Um, but also the, like on another level, like mm-hmm. Persephone is not just a druid. Like she like is spring. Sure. So right. like she is more than I make these things. So if you were to take is spring <laughs> and put it into like not goddess terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you yeah, were yeah. to describe a person on the street as the embodiment of spring, what would that mean to you? Yeah. Um are we talking like with a D&D lens or just, just like, like human? Human. Mm. If if I had to like describe someone like you're just you're spring, mm-hmm. I would say I, I immediately think of visuals, so I'm thinking of someone who could be very I think could be very pale, but has like very flushed, rosy, like life, like a lively appearance, Mm. if that makes sense. Like life is wrought within them um, and flowing. What about their personality? Do you think it would affect their personality? (sighs) Yes. And I think to that, I would add like there's a a jovialness and Mm -hmm. like a liveliness Mm -hmm. that I feel like comes with spring and comes with... um, comes with the bringing of life um but there this is something that like that you can't really know about a person until you get to know them but something that i know intrinsically like about persephone is there's such a duality in this character so for anybody who's not familiar with the character persephone um there especially in Laura Olympus terms, there is a very strong duality where she experiences bouts of rage and um, like enacts uh, wrath like on others um, and like goes full like badass, not quite villain, but like destructive, justive destruction. Yeah. Just justice. Yeah. Just destruction. That's kind of where I'm headed. Like there is a, there's a purpose. It is not for the sake of chaos. Yeah. 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 Like something sets her off and she's like, "Mm -mm 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 -mm." um, so yeah, uh, maybe there could be a little bit of mystery then, um, behind that person and their personality. Sure. Um, there's more than meets the eye, but again, that's not something I could know just looking at somebody. Sure. Um, but yeah, so those are the first, like when I'm thinking literal plants, I'm thinking yeah. life, I'm thinking very joyful, um, very sweet and good natured, LOL nature. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, your turn. Also in Laura Olympus, at least at the start, so I'm like talking full Persephone arc, not necessarily mm-hmm, mid mm-hmm. Persephone arc. Um, she comes to Olympus from the mortal yes. realm and <clears throat> is like new to the city, right? She's, She's like, not used to all of the busyness and the technology. And I mean this with all the love in my heart because uh, this is uh, in part TJ, but um, she is the epitome of like homeschool kid whose mom like didn't let her do fun things because overprotective. And she's like excited to be there and Uh also scared out of her mind. Yes, 100%. So like lots of, I wouldn't say like naivety. Um, You could absolutely use that word for her, but I would say there's lots of like uh, hopeful optimism. Sure. Like probably knows that there are bad things because her mom scared her enough like as a kid to be like no olympus is bad Mm, right um but not enough that she's not interested to go there so she goes there for school um and it is like her first time out on her own um there's lots of new experiences happening she um She's kind of being watched over by um, Artemis. Artemis, thank you. Um, Artemis has kind of become her caretaker, and which is very fitting because if anyone is familiar, like with Artemis, the Greek goddess as well, um, she is the protector of young women Mm -hmm. and like protector of their virtue in a way. Mm -hmm. So it was very fitting that Rachel Smythe made her her like friend and protector. She (laughs) is a part of a like scholarship thing, right? Yes. Yep. Yes, which Persephone is part of a scholarship thing, which is, uh, I think it's dominantly based on her, like her grades and like what she got in school. I thought it was, scores. it had to do oh, with like it was Hestia. Her, it was, yeah. yeah, it was the, 
oh i'm forgetting the word yeah me too but it is with the the holy see if i can find it the what's the word so not celibate holy but maidens like, it's the something maidens kind of celibate um forever it would have been in one of those <laughs> first say, like, episodes forever right? maidenhood i but think that might be it eternal maidenhood oh or yeah something like there that. it is something like that but yeah she has a scholarship with the goddesses um athena and hestia and um they are part of a larger like goddesses of eternal maidenhood that's what it is that's what it is um yeah. and so she got a scholarship through them to to go to school in olympus um yeah there and, there are a group of goddesses in greek mythology that choose to never have like a mate of any kind yes. and are very yep. protective of their celibacy mm-hmm. and the start of this um arc for persephone is very much like protecting her celibacy and yeah. I, is demeter no she's not because she had persephone obviously yes yeah um so uh um, but like demeter like kind of her encouraged in that, her right. to be in I've it also heard, i just have to know i've heard it <laughs> more than once said demeter Oh, is it Demeter? I've heard it both. Okay. So I just, I think, honestly, you know how sometimes when you're reading something, you like read it different yeah. in your head and then you hear it out loud and you're like, oh, <laughs> people say it that way too. I've been, <laughs> I've been reading uh, Stephen Fry's Mythos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, it's obviously rot with uh, <laughs> Greek, Greek names and, names and Greek stuff. And I'm like, man, I don't know how to say that. And so I've been trying to like look stuff up as I'm reading it, mm-hmm. but there are not a lot of like places to find like ancient pronunciations of yeah that's like fair. myth that's fair. uh so i think the when i figured out or when i was like oh shit is it demeter as playing hades sure they they call, they call her De- demeter yeah, yeah. and okay. she's like introduced like she's not introduced right away she comes in later and sure. so she i like got past a certain certain threshold and it like demeter shows up and i'm like oh shit is it demeter I've been saying Demeter. Honestly, I think that I think in my head it is always Demeter, mm-hmm. and that's just how I pronounce it. Um, we're really starting to split hairs, yeah, hairs here, folks. Um, we're, <laughs> uh, but yeah, in my head I think I say Demeter. I'm not kidding. I think I either heard you or our friend Laura Lynn mm. when I was talking with one of you it about it. I heard one of you say Demeter, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh my god, I've been saying it wrong the whole time. <laughs> no, I think you were probably right. Anyway, um, so, cool. It, do you <laughs> have... might be cutting that tangent. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it in, it's fine. Um, do you have another one? Oh, yeah, I do. Um, so we were talking about plants, but then um, I put literally in quotations because it's part of her title is she is also known as the bringer of death. Sure. Um, okay. So in order for spring and rebirth, like what has to come before that, but like death and like finality. So she's also known as like the bringer of winter because mm. it's like prepping the world for rebirth. Mm. Um, and I don't think they really like they don't really talk about that in the comic necessarily. Laura Olympus is very much like a coming of age, figuring out what your, what Persephone is capable of and not really fully understanding herself because she was like home, like homeschooled and kept in the dark about her own abilities for so long. So there's this, like how I was talking about earlier, there's this duality to her. And she, she's like punished for that duality, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's this, this quote unquote, what would be considered like dark side of her that mm-hmm. she doesn't fully understand. So when it comes out, there's like a ton of shame that's like associated with that, which I think is very relatable for lots and lots of people. Um, so I think it, it makes her all the more like, uh, endearing, or like I am so more like I'm so much more drawn to her because there's this interesting um, duality that's kind of like shameful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she she gets um, severely punished for it. Because um, like in the comic, mm-hmm. something happened in the mortal realm where she like raged. 
Yeah, so... And killed a bunch of people. Uh, like, spoiler alert. <laughs> so if anyone, like, hasn't read it yeah, or, like, doesn't want to know... Sorry. Um, maybe go listen to episode one again. Or <laughs> listen to something Go else. find something else. But there's watch. some massive spoilers. Um, Which, well, like, naturally, because we're having to dissect the character. So, like, yes, what did you We'll expect? be sure to put a spoiler alert. Maybe we'll, I'll, we'll talk to TJ about putting, like, chapters up so that you could jump to the next part or something. Sure. But, um, yes... There is a, a huge instance of her wrath coming out. So, like, she lived in the Myrtle Realm, um, was around, like, uh, I think nymphs? flower nymphs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, just, like, spring nymphs in general. Tree nymphs. Um, grew up around the nymphs, and, like, yeah. they were her family. Right. And right. there were some, right. like, just mortals, like, field workers that were, like, reaping a harvest. Yeah. And, like take like clearing trees cutting down plants or whatever and um it ends up it killed one of like persephone's friends right and then you like the next i'm like getting like (laughs) like, jazzed about it um you see like persephone transform from like having a good time like with her family and friends to seeing like one of her family members like deteriorating in Mm -hmm. front of her yeah um and so then she like goes to where those mortals are and she's kind of like already like flying off the handle Mm -hmm. and she just grows to like 10 times her normal size and like sprouts these giant like lush like green wings and her eyes like go red which is a super cool like it's a super cool like color composition to see this like pink bubbly mm-hmm. character like get red eyes and like sprout these like amazing wings and then she just like murders a town of people and demeter like tries to cover it up 100 percent because she's trying to like protect her daughter keep her from getting in trouble like right. with the olympians and i think demeter like knows that she has this like wrath as a part of her mm-hmm. and doesn't I think partially doesn't want it to exist, doesn't want people to find out. I think it also has to do with her like being a fertility goddess. Like Demeter oh. doesn't want any of like the upper echelon of mm-hmm. Olympians to mm-hmm. find out because then they can take advantage of her, which unfortunately right. like happens in some instances throughout the comic, which right. is really tough. Um, but yeah, Demeter tries to cover everything up, try to make Persephone as like um, hidden as possible. Right. And so, like, technically, in a way, like, she almost gets away with it. Um, But the way Persephone, like, recounts the experience is very much like, I couldn't control myself, and Mm -hmm. he killed my family member, and I don't know what happened to me, and I'm so ashamed of myself for going through this. It very much reminds me of, like... um, not not exactly the same but it it gives me echoes of like no mercy percy oh sure of like just like going for it however that's more of like a curse and more of like an affliction right um and hers is like a part of her right it is yeah still it's like a justice thing like you wronged me now i'm wronging you yes and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like to an extreme yeah it's Um, nuts I that th- that was kind of my last thing. Also, was like the duality, and and I also labeled it like bravery. Like towards the middle, toward like obviously not the end because it's still ongoing, but mm-hmm. more in the middle of the comic, um, she has to do a lot of like face to face confrontations with like Zeus and uh, uh, Apollo and all of those kinds of things, and so um, she is this like ingenue like well, i just don't know what i'm doing here like that sort of a thing yeah but then towards the middle even like not from a perspective of her accepting that duality necessarily but just mm-hmm. like understanding that like i don't have to i don't have to put up with you like yeah. like you don't get to talk to me like that yeah I, i'm i'm and also to demeter as yeah. well yeah, 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 yeah. like to her own mother being able to say like nope this is not how you're gonna treat me goodbye yeah. if you need a good um piece of media to to teach you some or to give you some good examples of people coming into their own and like people yeah. growing through trauma and like uh learning how to 
take their own power back when it comes to like self-agency and stuff. Lore Olympus is a great comic for you. <laughs> this is neither here nor there, but I am interested and maybe I'm not caught up. Oh, I'm me neither. Whatsoever. I've, I've actually been like waiting so I can um, have a few to right. go through. <laughs> um, I am curious how, or if it even will handle the like later, like portion of Hades and Persephone's relationship. Ooh. Um, because within the myth, like they very much grow apart and like mm-hmm. it becomes like, mm-hmm. well, and I guess in the actual myth, she's like, fucking kidnapped <laughs> so Correct. like the in this particular version she goes willingly yeah um it's like a more of a healthy relationship yeah. that like hades is very supportive so very and... much like taking the creative liberty to make these characters a little more like uh not so greek myth and much more like relatable story yeah. that is based on myth right so like yeah. Zeus is still very much a womanizer. Like there's, 100%. there are plenty of, of like that Greek God womanizing trait. Yeah. Hades does not have that trait. Hades does not. No, Hades <laughs> is like that. I got stuck with the underworld and I'm just here now. Also, I really just, um, want someone to, uh, complete me. <laughs> and like Cerberus is like, his the sweetest pet, puppy. Pet boy dog. <laughs> He's his little pet. So there's like, there are some differences there, yeah, but I am interested sure. to see if, <laughs> if that comic ends up going in the direction of oh, sure. showing the deterioration yeah. of that. If she's like, no, like I want to stay true to that. Or right. if she like continues. Cause I, I like the idea of it going in, in her own direction. And, like, being like, here's what we would hope for this kind of story, or here's what we could hope for this kind of myth. Right. Um, But I also see it going the other way, too. I'm getting super off track. But, like, do you think eventually it'll get into the, like, Eurydice and Orpheus, like, thing and, like, all of that? (gasps) I think it'd be... We are getting off track. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> we can, Whatever. We'll, this we'll is come back podcast. to this. It doesn't matter. <laughs> this is true. Uh, I am super... I, I love that idea. I just I, really love Hades. <laughs> I love... I was going to say, we're, we're starting to lean into like the, anyway, the theater Broadway side. I was side, like a which, top point zero one fan of Hades Town. Of course you were. No, I love that so much. It's got great music. It's a great show. But I want to see how how Laura Olympus would structure that. Sure. Like how they would make that come to fruition. Well, and inter- what I think translates in an interesting way is in Laura Olympus, uh, the underworld is like corporate America, like very like, mm-hmm. it's very systematic. Uh huh. Th- there's lots of red tape. There's lots of paperwork. So yeah. whereas in Hades town, it's like more of that, like industrial, mining like that sort of a thing so but i think there's still like a commonality there of just like you know but uh persephone has in hades town a line that's like um oh i can't remember it now but it's something about like when the foreman turns his back like that sort of thing the boss don't know the boss won't mind yeah and i think the fates also say a a thing about like the foreman or something anyway so there's like uh there's a sense of hades being the boss of this like systematic thing yeah and he was building the systematic thing while persephone was away Mm -hmm. because he felt like she didn't want to be with him anymore so he was trying to make something she'd want to be a part of right and so like i just i think there are some interesting parallels in the way that laura olympus has and i made it i think there could there could be this really interesting um this really interesting presentation of that mm-hmm. idea in that um, the impression that we get of Hades when we're like first reading Lore Olympus mm-hmm. is that he's actually really a sweet, a sweet, the God. sweetest man. He's the sweetest man. He is very, very hurt. Yeah. Very, very like traumatized yeah. and has lots to work on. <laughs> um, but his reputation in the underworld precedes him. And right. like, he is terrifying and right. like, he also has that duality, but he's, He's like that moniker of mm-hmm. like terrifying, like follows him 
always. Like there mm-hmm. is no duality. The duality we see is actually the reverse for what we see for Persephone. And I've never made that connection before in my <laughs> life is that we always see Hades as like wrathful. Sure. Um, but then when with Persephone, we see this like shift. Side, yeah, yep. And then side. with her, we see the other. Um, so I would love to see how that would like mix in with, yeah. with that corporate America kind of platform. Anywho, uh, is there anything we didn't talk about as far as like traits we like about Persephone that you want to get in there? I'm trying to think of other things. Um, she's, I like in thinking about her as we've been talking about her, she's mm -hmm. like very loyal and thoughtful towards the people who have, like shown her the same like she's very like it's not transactional but it's like um she would do anything for artemis you know like hecate Mm -hmm. she would do you know she likes hecate Mm -hmm. she's willing to try like anything to like better the world around her i'm thinking of the like dream thing that. Oh, the dream diving. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. Like, um, I think also, like, Hades and Persephone are a great example of, like, I can't fix you. You have to want to fix you, but I will absolutely be, like, right here next to you, right. like, while it's happening so you can have a buddy. Right. Um, so I think that is a very endearing quality about Persephone. Yeah. I also love, I love seeing her just as a platonic friend, like yeah. with, um, with Eros and with, mm-hmm. um, Hermes. I, I love the, yes, I, I love the way she interacts with her friends. Would you consider Persephone to be charismatic? I was struggling with this earlier. She's not, when I think of charismatic, I think of, uh, Zeus. Zeus is charismatic. Yeah. Um, but I don't necessarily... She has, like, a different brand of yeah. Riz, as the kids th- call it. <laughs> she she Riz different. Um, <laughs> Can you... I all I a- think about is the little Muppet rat when I hear Riz. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, I know what you're talking about. That's all I can think of. You like, see his little snoot, yeah. and he's just like, what up? <laughs> no it's totally okay um i think sorry i just heard granger like uh, like big stretch um (laughs) i think the the thing about persephone that's alluring i think i've said it a couple times she's endearing like she is there is if it's not quite like oh you're charismatic like you've got the woo factor she doesn't like try to warm yeah warm and nurturing yeah she has that she emits without without being like a full-on maternal force like right this second in the story i think she is a very inviting presence right yeah inclusive Mm -hmm, she's mm -hmm. a very inclusive yeah individual she's very much a if i had to like sum it up like she makes you feel warm and I feel like she would say the phrase y'all means all. <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> True. Um, yeah. Okay. So that's, I think that's a good way to put that. Anything else? No, I think, um, we've tangented we in sure and have. around how much we like her and what specifically we like about her. So I think if you're not into Greek myths, this one just isn't This one for just you. ain't going to hit for you. Um, do we want to use a physical die since I put one on yeah, the set dog, today? Do it. Uh, <laughs> we're about to roll with it in case you didn't know. We're going to do a current. So this has something that has to do with something we're into lately. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay. What are you going to roll on? Uh, my notebook. Okay. Actually, on the player's handbook. <laughs> see if I can do it. All right. Ready? Ready. Twelve. 12. We've done that one already. Do it again. 14. You've just scored a day off. (laughs) And you're only allowed to do leisurely activities all day. Wow. What sounds real good right now? Leisurely activities. You just scored a day off. Yeah. And you're only allowed, somebody's monitoring you, and you're only allowed <laughs> like to do you. leisurely activities all 
day, what sounds real good to you Leisure right now? only. Yeah. No productivity <laughs> whatsoever. Okay. Actually, I'm, I will try to go first, okay. but I, okay. I am so interested to hear what you say. What do you mean? <laughs> because, <laughs> she knows exactly what I mean. What do you mean? <laughs> because you have told me on multiple occasions that you struggle with idle time and feeling like you need to be productive consistently. I just don't like... <laughs> Listen. Okay. I don't have to be productive 24-7. However, okay. I don't... If I am rotting on, there's a difference between rotting, <laughs> leisure and rot. Sure. And, and sloth. There is, there becomes a time where if the leisure activity is watching TV, eventually I'm like, this feels bad. Sure. I have been sitting here for far too long. I can feel it. And usually the way to like get out of that for me, mm-hmm. unless I'm really in a place where like I absolutely, I've work i'm burnt out i've done too much i want like the way to get out of that for me is like let's like do a quick tidy sure to like bring the brain out of rot (laughs) so it's not that i can't fucking relax it's just that i don't like (laughs) rotting for too long okay rotting feels bad that's that's that is fair that's fair go Wait, okay, I guess I am answering first. Um, That's what you said. Yeah, you're right. Um, Day off. Yeah. Leisure activities only. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to make that exclude any... I'm going to make that exclude most video games for me. Because there is a productivity function to a lot of video games. Like, unless it's... No. Caveat. (laughs) <laughs> Shush. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, bring it I around. I think a leisure day uh-huh. would abs- could absolutely be me playing Genshin Impact purely to explore and, like, purely to just, like, sure. run around the map and, like, do whatever. But the minute it's like, oh, I need to go grind to get this material to blah, blah, blah. Like, there's a productivity, like, side to that. And if I'm only want to do leisure stuff... I'm not allowed to do any of like the productive stuff in Genshin. Um, so that's just a little handicap for myself. Um, but it, it makes sense to me. Sure. Um, okay. So I would probably do like exploration focused video game stuff. I'd maybe, oh my gosh, I love wandering around malls and I love wandering around like bookstores um, and not necessarily, I like window shopping sure. a lot. Um, so I, I might do something like that. I might get myself a nice little drinkity and like wander around a Barnes and Noble mm-hmm. and maybe like pick out some new manga. Yeah, I would probably end up doing that. What would you do? <laughs> the other thing that I don't do well with is unstructured time. Yeah, I was waiting for this. Um, so <laughs> I would make, in order for this day to be restful like actually leisure Mm -hmm. i would need a plan and i know what you're thinking that doesn't sound like leisure it is for me yeah (laughs) but it gives you like a framework if right what if i have if i have a full unstructured day rot occurs this is gonna katie's gonna be like and I get restless and yeah. I like my brain gets busy yeah. and I don't end up being restful. There's, so yeah. I would, if this were actually something I got, I, the first thing I would do is like list out all the things I'd like to be able to do yeah, and then try to like put them in some sort of priority order mm-hmm. so that I like did the things I definitely wanted to do for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, for instance, you can't see this from here, but that's okay. One day I was really struggling. And so I made myself a structured self care Friday night. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I'm going to follow a similar structure for this. So I would probably start off with um, like pancakes for breakfast. You know what I mean? Like something bougie that I don't get to do very often. But like pancakes are my favorite breakfast. Um, So I'd probably make myself pancakes. And then I'd probably go do a Target run. 
Mm. I love I was going to say, you like wandering in Target. I will, like, like, there's a super Target in Lincoln, and I will just do a lap. Like, not even looking for anything in particular, but it's in a circle. Like, you can do a lap around the entire thing, mm-hmm. and uh, I will I will do a lap. Um, while I'm there, I'll probably pick up some, like, self-care items, like face masks sure. or, like, a bath bomb, things like that. Um, nighttime teas, maybe some fruits, you know, things like that. Um, and then... I'm going to guess that that would take me, if I woke up late, had pancakes, then went to Target, it's probably about lunchtime now. So I would probably make myself a tomato soup with two grilled cheeses. That makes total sense. Um, And then after that, I would probably dedicate my afternoon to like uh, fun times. So I'd play video games. Um, Unlike Soren. I don't play a lot of video games that require work <laughs> in that She sense. exclusively is, like, not a fan of any um, simulator that makes it feel like another job. I don't want to do life to play the game. Which, I get it. Um, the only one that I've found to be an exception is Disney Dreamlight Valley. Yes, you've mentioned and, that. And um, it's because you don't have to, like, it, you don't have to sleep. You don't have to, um, you're the, any grinding you have to do is like mining topaz, you know, like it's not a, it's not a life esque task. Mm -hmm. I don't have to make food if I don't want to, I could just eat bananas all day and replenish my energy that way. Um, so like no part of it is absolutely required. there's There's no survival function. Right. So, um, I would probably play that. I was realizing the other night, um, that I have started to play that when I don't want to think. Oh yeah. So that's my like non-thinking game. Mm -hmm. Um, so I probably play a little that, but I might, if I'm feeling spicy, might play like, uh, some Hades or like Skyrim, something like that. Um, a game that requires a little bit more mental activity sure yeah Um, just something to like stimulate right Mm -hmm. my dinner would be a girl dinner it would be like a snack tray oh it would be like a straight up yeah actually i feel like if it was a leisure day for me i would forget about several meals sure by several i mean probably breakfast and probably lunch sure so my first meal this is like if i had the day off and like did not make a structured day um (laughs) then my adhd would take over sure meals don't exist because i'm focusing on wandering around barnes and noble sure or like casually gaming right um so yes first meal would be a girl dinner and it would be like a charcuterie board like grown-up lunchable Mm -hmm. i would definitely do that and then i would probably like (laughs) Maybe bake a little treat yeah. or um, watch some um, YouTube. Lately, my Dropout has been the place that I spend all of my time. Um, I'm just <laughs> binging all of Dropout's content. Amazing. Um, so maybe a little that, maybe a little GMM, you know. Uh, and then <laughs> I would light all of the candles mm. in my house, which is a few, and put them all in the bathroom. And I know what you're thinking, fire hazard, I don't care. Um, I would put them all in my bathroom so that I wouldn't have to turn the big lights on. I could just be in there with candlelight. And then I would draw a bath. And I would (laughs) probably, like, watch more dropout in the bath or uh, read a book or something. And then uh, I would go to bed. And that would be my day. (laughs) It's an extensively structured leisure day. It's my favorite kind. (laughs) But it hits all the points that... It totally makes sense. I, I don't get trapped in any one activity because I know it's coming next. Mm-hmm. And I uh, sometimes when I have like unstructured leisure, leisure days, mm-hmm. I also get to the like, this could be a time I could hang out with a friend. And then I sit there looking at all of the friends I could possibly hang out with. And then I'm like, oh, gosh, Soren's probably busy today, so I'm not going to text her. And then I'll be like, well, I could text Emily, but, oh, man, she said she was really stressed lately. So I should leave her alone. So then she ends up on Discord with TJ. So then, yeah, probably. <laughs> but uh, the in there was a point in time where I would do that, convince myself that I would do that for so long that by the time I would convince myself to just go ahead and reach out to someone, it was too late. To really do anything. And then I would feel sad about the fact that I was alone for a long time. 
So structure serves me <laughs> in more ways than one. Anyway, if if that's just me, feel free to just move along. But if it's not, uh, holler no. at me in the comments. Please, yes, please do. And I will say, like my my that my leisure day that I gave as my answer was literally just me trying to put the least amount of effort. I know that if I don't want to feel like exasperated by the end of the day, I would probably also add some structure sure. like to a leisure day. But I love uh, structure and planning. We, yes, it's <laughs> absolutely necessary. Um, yeah. Yep. Anyway, now we're back in it. So now we're going to take those <laughs> cool, cool traits, and I've been writing them down, so don't you even worry your pretty little head. Not. Um, and right. we're going to kind of, we're going to talk through them in the sense of D&D mechanics. Mm -hmm. And so I just feel like it's so important to remind you, we're not making Persephone. Um, we're not even going to fully flesh out an entire character. Yeah. We're just going to talk about these traits and how we think they make sense in D&D mechanics and how we might use those if we were to make a character. If you're somebody who thinks, hey, honestly, I would like to see you make a full-fledged character out of these traits, um, holler at your girl in your comments. Um, and we'll take that into consideration the next time we do it. Yep. Um, but here we, we go. We might even save, save this Persephone-inspired character and like put them on character creation station Perhaps. someday. All right. Putting the dice down. Nice. It was a nine. <laughs> uh, okay. So some of the things that I wrote down. Mm -hmm. um, I wrote down that, uh, well, first of all, I wrote down pale <laughs> and then rosy because that's what you said first. Um, <laughs> lively, interesting, okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Jovial, mm -hmm. mysterious, also interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, let me just put this out there. I think Persephone's a barbarian. Oh, I've heard you explain or describe this to me before, and I I love that idea very, very much. I think she's a wild magic barbarian, specifically. Because, because of the lack of control? like The a, lack of control and, like, the the magical element. Yeah. And so we're talking, like, a little bit of, like, pre-honing that wrath. Right. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm just going to really Like, quick. room for character arc. Sure. <laughs> Pre-wrath. If I'm not mistaken, um, there is one in the wild mad path of the wild magic barbarian. Mm -hmm. Um, if you were to play this and you rolled, so you roll on the wild magic table every time you rage, I believe. Yes. Um, so you roll a D eight. If you roll a seven flowers and vines temporarily go around you until your rage ends, which so more spoilers like there is an instance of that like where her powers like overcome her mm -hmm. essentially and like put her in like a little plank coon this says the ground within 15 feet of you is difficult terrain for your enemies so it's not so much in D, &D terms it's not so much a um deterrent for you it's a deterrent for your enemies your enemies um but i also i, I couldn't wouldn't that be neat, though? If, I don't like, remember where I heard. I think it was Ether Sea, um, the Adventure Zone Ether Sea, mm -hmm. where um, I thought it, Griffin was playing a wild magic barbarian. Somebody can correct me, but he. I thought. I'm pretty sure, he rolled on the wild magic table and turned into a potted plant. Which lol lol. That's so funny. Sorry, Minth. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I thought that was part of it, but maybe he was rolling on. You a different can also table. potentially homebrew a little bit and I, if you like, wanted there's to. There's like a big wild magic table, I think, for wild. Mm -hmm. Oh, maybe he was a wild magic sorcerer, not a sure. barbarian. Sure. Um. So that has a different, I think, wild magic table. Sure. Um. Anyway, but I think that's her class. I really like that, and um, I think. What I, what I was originally thinking was like, oh, like it'd be so easy for us to just lean into like a druid. Yeah. But I don't think that that would really cover that, like, like someone that has that duality of like rage. Right. <laughs> like quite literally just rage. Um, I yeah. also in looking at these notes, I mean, I've got hopeful, unsure. I've got warm, nurturing, inclusive. I've got discovering having this rage and being shameful about it. I think that could be an interesting RP 
like it's a barbarian who like went they like lose control when they rage yeah. and that is like something they don't like about themselves yeah so maybe there's like a like post rage they like like disconnect from the group and like go off by themselves this also sounds to me like a character who is lawful good or lawful chaotic or something chaotic lawful that's okay uh lawful neutral maybe um but i wrote lawful when you said it's just rage it's rage that she feels like she's enacting for a reason there is a the the rage gets triggered by injustice right exactly so whatever that justice looks like i think that would be the thing we need to figure out is like what is this code of justice for this character and like if you were to make someone like this down the line um i think that that is a variable that could change a lot but whatever that code of justice is for them figuring out what that is and then letting it rage accordingly (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna look up while we're here Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm I don't know ability scores. We're going to the internet, folks. Intelligence. Ooh, I just like... Okay, so this is quite literally wording from the player's handbook about okay. barbarians, but mm-hmm. it's that... Um, talking about the like primal instinct, mm-hmm. um, there's just one sentence that that I think really could align with a character like this is like to a barbarian civilization is no virtue, but a sign of weakness and not Mm. to say that like Persephone's like the actual Persephone's character feels that way. Mm -hmm. But if we're leaning into barbarian, like maybe there is this like nature is what's like best for people or like this kind Mm. of like just about like destroying that Mm. because like, corporateness and like destruction like ruins that which is good for people or that which is good for others yeah i was putting i i put some thought behind the fact that she was like naive and kind of sheltered sure and was trying to think about that in mechanical terms as far as like wisdom versus intelligence um intelligence more represents your ability to like analyze information. Whereas wisdom is like being in tune with street smarts. people's surroundings and yeah, street right. smarts. Isn't it literally book smarts versus street smarts? I, that's kind of how I framed it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like wondering if she's uh, intelligent, but not wise. Um, sure. Maybe she's got a lower modifier for wisdom. I was also going to look at just on one of my I own guess, character sheets. Like I, I think I'm defaulting to a she because we've just been talking about Persephone, yeah, but truly true. this is like blanket statementing. You could put this on a he, she, they, yeah, anybody. Yeah. Um, cause like intelligence falls with the arcana, um, skill, history, yeah. investigation, nature, um, religion and wisdom is like animal handling insight medicine perception survival um so maybe she's wise but not smart which one which one's street smart is she book smart or street smart i think she's street smart i disagree okay why well like because she like artemis was having to teach her how to socialize right but that's part of book smart oh no i i see what you're saying yeah um she's got a little bit of both this particular character but if we're gonna boil her down to just like traits and we're not recreating persephone specifically yeah i think this character could be book smart not street smart then yeah i think that's they're a little socially she has learned the ways and like learned everything there is to know about let's say because we're using like plant and like life in that way like spring um She's learned everything there is to learn about that. Yeah. She's a little naive. Uh Uh-huh. She probably, I think you could. She's a specialist in that information. twist this into her being like, um, she trusts people. A little too quickly. You know what I mean? Like she, Mm -hmm. she does not have the world, not worldly knowledge to know that like some people don't have altruistic intent. You know, like that sort of a thing. Yeah. And maybe that's why 
the rage trigger exists because when somebody does that, it's like, it's like a, whoa, I wasn't, you, you people don't do that. Right. You, you don't do that to somebody. And then, yeah. Yeah. Um, cause I also think, I mean, she's like going to school and like was very, um, studious and all of yeah. that sort of thing. So like, I feel like that's why intelligence being higher can make sense. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. whereas she was like easily manipulated Yep. And all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So maybe this character, um, wherever she hails from or wherever she like trained, I suppose, um, maybe it's a very like enclosed, secluded right. like school um, or institution or organization that right. she was a part of. So that in itself will cause a little bit of sheltering. Right. Right. Um Technically, for a quick build for Barbarians, strength is your top score right. with Constitution following. And I still think that can be true. I mean, Persephone in and of herself, if you're building a character specifically like her, um, she's not built necessarily. No, but there's there are plenty of instances where her powers like do something very impressive. And yeah. she's like, oh, shit. Right. She's like unaware of yeah. her own strength. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I can see her accidentally like busting a table. Right. Or like accidentally like. It also recommends. Making shit grow. Right. It also recommends the Outlander background for barbarians. Um, I'm just going to look that up really quick. Where is. Or would that even be in here? Or is it in whatever you're looking at? Uh, what's your question? Oh, I was just asking if that's, like, in the book that I could, like... Oh, probably. You said I honestly am not sure. It's a background. So, like, in each class, it gives you, like, hey, if you want to make this really fast, Mm -hmm, here's mm -hmm, where mm -hmm. you do that. And it recommends the Outlander background as that part of it. Which, Outlander background, you grew up in the wilds, far from the comforts of town and technology, which kind of fits. Mm -hmm. Um, You witnessed migration of herds larger than forests, blah, blah, blah. Um, You get proficiencies in athletics and survival. You get a type of musical instrument. um, And then you can, like, pick an origin from, like, forester, trapper, homestead, or guide. Um, Ooh, I feel like, I don't know, I kind of feel like homesteader or forester sure would like make sense because there's like a utility to like homesteading of like yes i can create all of this stuff but then i can put it to good use and forester feels very like protective right so i think either of those could be good choices i don't know which one you might lean to uh i mean i think whatever makes the most sense for your particular character is probably yeah. fine yeah. um the backgrounds don't serve a ton of mechanical purpose yeah it just gives you some like gives you some backstory <laughs> well and i guess a little structure that's also where you get like the bonds flaws ideals oh, yeah, all point. of that comes from your background so i think outlander still very much so fits but i was gonna look through some other ones and see if there was one that made maybe even more sense for a Persephone, um, a Persephone-esque character. Mm -hmm. There's like a million though. So this is probably kind of a not so important piece of it. But yeah, I think we've built so far to recap. We've got a wild magic barbarian who is low wisdom, high intelligence, um, played more from the naive, easily trusting perspective rather than the, like, um, is unaware of social cues. Yeah. Um, and does... But is very, like, kind and, like, good-natured and, like, sweet. Right. (laughs) Right. So there's, like, a duality in that already. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I think think at its core... You, if you choose to play a character like this, it is a character who is uh, kind and warm and inclusive and bubbly, jovial, happy, whatever, until they're not. Yeah. And then that that there's like a switch snap. 
is kind of jarring. And I think if I were playing this kind of character, it would be kind of jarring to my party. Like, I think I would not let them know maybe that this is my class or I might not, uh, I might make something in my role playing become very different when I rage. So if I'm in combat and I, you know, indicate that I'm going to rage, maybe I narrate that my eyes turn red and like, I am no longer almost create a, an alter ego in a way so that you can like drop into that. And I agree with the, I think something that like I get kind of lost in the sauce with is like wanting to give my group all of like the super cool details Mm -hmm. like right up front when it's like I think this character is a show don't tell yeah yeah, kind of character like tell what is absolutely necessary um and then show the rest right yeah um and I don't know that there's a lot else that needs to be said mechanically. I think you can then, if you're looking at Persephone um, as your inspiration, I think you look at her from her like bonds and ideals, like things mm-hmm. she would care about yeah. and kind of factor that into your character a little bit. Um uh, the thing that I think is important when you're taking a character from media, unless you're legit just trying to make copy paste Persephone as a D and D character, yeah. I think the thing that you want to be careful about is like maybe your backstory for this character doesn't involve the god of the underworld kidnapping you from your mom. You know, like you, you gotta like separate her story from your story yeah. and find kind of like what we did today of like finding those. Ooh, I like this character because they're, they've got this duality. I like this character because they're kind of an ingenue, but they're um, coming into their own. I like the coming mm-hmm. into your own arc. I, I want to find that. There's lots of room that. for, yeah, that coming of age and finding yourself kind right. of experience, but there are lots of different ways that a character like Persephone could have happened, period. Right. So, like, and it you could totally pull pieces from Persephone's own story, but I think that you might have a lot more fun if you try to figure out how to input differently to get a similar result. Right. Like, come up with, yeah. I would say give her a different foundation, but it still produced a similar answer. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that's Persephone. (laughs) Kind of. Kind of. (laughs) That's Persephone uh, traits. That's what we like about Persephone and how we would translate that into a character of ours. Um, Trait alchemy. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, Please give us ideas for what we should call this. Alchemy. I do like the word alchemy. Saying tralchemy sounds awful. Tracheotomy. What do you like about Persephone? Do you like Persephone? Um, Do you think she would be an interesting character? Do you think we missed a core piece of her uh, character that that you want to put into a character or wish we would have talked about? Um, And we've asked you so many questions today, but here's another one. Um, what kind of, what characters in media do you want us to do this to? Yes. Yeah. Um, what other characters do you find interesting? That would be super cool to morph mm-hmm. into, into a D and D character. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very excited to continue this series. I'm excited to, yeah, it's just, it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's really fun to discuss. So mm-hmm. please give us ideas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all she has for you. <laughs> That's it for us this week. Thanks for spending time with us today. Uh, Thanks to Noah Trumbull for the use of our theme song. Uh, His link to his Instagram is in our descriptions in the the doobly-doos, as one says. Um, So be sure to give him a follow and stay up to all date on all the stuff he does. Um, They've released, like, an album on Spotify and the like. Yes, the band he's in, Pearl Parade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So go get in on that parade parade anyway my turn my turn it's pink don't forget oh it's pink um if you're enjoying the show oh it's pink i'm just kidding i was trying to be dramatic (laughs) (laughs) 
the the panic in my eyes of <laughs> like, wait, and... did she really not know that? No. Um, yeah, colorblind. Just purple and pink colorblind. Um, if you're enjoying the show, there are several things we would really appreciate. First, please leave us a review. Yeah. Because reviews mean more people can find us yeah. and learn about the show more quickly and um, then jump in on all the fun that we're having. Um, second, please follow us wherever you follow podcasts. So for us, that's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We are dominantly um, active on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, sorry. Whoa. <laughs> Facebook and Instagram. We're not active at all we're on Twitter. We're not active on... Not even sort of. We're not active on... Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but yes, go follow us there because then you can know... You can find out when episodes release sooner. You yep. can also just hang out in the comments. And um, we will probably put some kind of post up about asking for help yeah. <laughs> with titling this new series. So please go find us over there. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Lastly, oh, that is where I... I already said that. I kind of combined the last two points That's I fine. had. But yeah, go follow us They've and come hang before. out in the comments. Yeah, they have. <laughs> They've heard it many times. <laughs> uh, all right. So we also want to hear from you. Obviously, we've asked you like 17 questions in this one episode. Um, <laughs> but here's another one. Did you hear something today that made you think and that you want to hear something more about? Um, Do you have a topic that you really are just dying to hear us talk about? We said this more than once in the last couple of episodes that we recorded, but I have now since forgotten the order and when they are coming out. So I'm going to say it again. Uh, I have heard from more than one person that... They're like, yeah, I thought about you, if you guys would talk about this or it'd be really cool if you say would talk it. about that. You have to tell us. Say it. You have to say it. Otherwise, we don't know. <laughs> Fun fact. Um, so Help. if you don't see us in your daily lives, uh, you can email us. Please do. Okay. And that's at chromaroses at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. C-H-R-O-M-A-R-O-S-E-S at gmail.com. Uh and we will respond quickly because nobody emails us. So we'll Except be... Except for the things that we subscribe to that help get us information. Right. Or if but we're talking it. to someone very specifically about something very specific. Um, but we did get one email right when we started and it literally... Ma- we both like texted about it for uh, like 10 minutes afterwards. So email it us. It will us make our actual days. Okay. 100%. Um, great. We can't wait to hear from you. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm that's it's the end right it's yeah. the this has been yeah, chromatic that's roses. It. Mm-hmm. yep this has been chromatic roses i'm soren and i'm katie which one do i want to say today mommy those hobbies we've lost track 